You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. On today's episode of The Salisha Show. Love is a choice. You fall in love and that's infatuation. And of course, there are people that you're more predisposed to liking just because of interests and energies and all of that. But to lasting love and to stay in love, it's a choice every single day. The L to the Isha. Some call me Sally, others call me Sisha. If you don't like it, I'm gonna have to beat ya. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Y and double L. I bet you all thought that Salisha couldn't spell, but now you know, and I got to go. Hey, it's time for the Salisha show. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Salisha show. I feel my whole heart is, my whole heart is warm, not just because of this apple cider. But because I'm looking at the face of a dear friend, one of my best friends, actually, who happens to be a woman of many talents, other than being a beautiful human from the inside out. she You can't really pin her down. Yes, she's an actress, which we will get into, but she's also an intellectual. She could have very easily just as been. She could have just as easily been a, a full-time blogger, a real estate agent. She is so smart. And when she's reading, it's never just light reading, unless if it's a book that I chose for book club. She reads the densest, heaviest, longest books she can get her hand on. And in addition to that, and there's so much more, <laughs> I know her from performing with her in beautiful the Carol King musical on Broadway, and she—you can also see her in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Please welcome my best friend, Gabrielle Elizabeth. Yay! Another <laughs> great introduction. Thank you so much for having me today, Salish. Gab, I miss you. I love you. What's up? God, thank heavens, uh, is up. He's up there and he's looking down on me because things are things are great. Things are hard, but things are what they are. And I think that's the best way that I can describe my life. I think when you were mentioning the fact that I, I wear a lot of different hats and I love a lot of different things and what comes with that uh, is turmoil. Dang. Because yeah. I know you're spread thin when you're spread thin. And sometimes you it weighs on you. But. Easily because your hands are in so many different things. And, and we can get into this as much or as little as you want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, I've seen you in your crowning glory when you're 
<laughs> a freaking beast on Broadway. Open mouth and it's like, how dare you? But you're just as good as at other things as you are as at performing. Thank you. Which I can only imagine. Sometimes I'm talking to you and I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, just taking the LSAT. Wait, from the dressing room. What am I reading? I don't know. Like, how to be beautiful. And you're reading. <laughs> Medical apartheid. I guess they're an art, the writer. I can't remember the author, but yeah, I, I just try my best to be informed and have my hand. I like having my hands in so many different things because I think the world is, it's so rich. And why just make myself only be able to do one thing? I definitely have the things that I love the most. There's also so many other things that I want to do and I just can't wait to do them. So I'm trying my, and, and sometimes it's a blessing and a curse. It's when you're not focused on one thing, sometimes you don't ever really end up succeeding to its full potential. And so when those moments happen, such as Broadway, it's like the biggest, the best cake ever. Cause you're like, all that stuff that I did to lead up to this moment, oh, it's paying off and it feels so good. A lot of times I'm in the freaking trenches. <laughs> I am in the trenches. But also I love whether that's me preparing for the LSAT. Looking back on that now, I remember going through it and you got so many phone calls or texts from me of me just crying because it was hard. It was hard. And it's hard, new things. But looking back, I'm so proud of myself. And I love that I have friends like you because when you're going through it, you, you don't see that. You don't feel that. You just feel like you suck. Oh my God. <laughs> but but they're like, can you... What, can you believe this girl? Take on easy feats. You're not like, let me go get a job at a grocery store. Like, you're like, let me study for the LSAT. How dare you? <laughs> like, your bar is set so high all of the time. And I watch you dive all of the way in and succeed. There's a lot of fail. Like, you, we experience failure all the time as actors and everything but I also watch you succeed and it's so inspiring it's so encouraging I remember and we can talk about this we don't have to talk about this but I remember when we were on Broadway you were paying off your student loans like it was nothing you I remember that <laughs> and I still wonder did we have the same salary how are you doing that like how did you pay off so much student debt in such a small amount of time? It's a process. It took a lot of undoing of mental roadblocks. Number one, first off, I had to acknowledge the debt. Until you acknowledge something, it's not tangible and you can't attack it. First, I had to acknowledge it. I had to say, you know what, Gabrielle, you have what was at the time $45,000, $50,000 of debt. That is yours. Even with my education, don't get me started on that, on the prices of that. We could have a debate about that. But education, even with my scholarships, because I went to school in Georgia, I had the Hope Scholarship, which paid for most of my tuition, but I got a double major in English and theater. And so it didn't cover every single class. Plus, it doesn't cut that you don't even think about housing, which isn't free. And then on top of that, what am I going to eat? And on top of that, how am I going to put gas in my car? All of right. these things that I didn't account for when I went into school, thinking that, oh, I have a scholarship. Scholarships, don't let that fool you. It's not everything. If you don't have it, thankfully, also, I had a supportive family, which I don't come from a rich family by any means, but my family will scrape together anything, even if it's just $50, if it will help to ease the burden off of me. So I was dealing with that. Thankfully, I, I had all these support systems and then my resilience by God's grace and mercy, I had that. I was working two jobs 
getting a double major and I was doing theater. So, and I was a president of my service fraternity for two years. And before that, I was at least an officer. I, w- I don't know how I got through college. And I remember my mom calling me and saying, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, trying to slow me down because she was worried about me. I would, right. I would work. Literally, my schedule would be, I'd go to class at 8 a.m. was usually my first class was. I'd, I'd have 8 a.m. And then I tried to break up my schedule because I would try to do 18 credit hours every semester so that I could graduate in four years instead of five, which I accomplished. But, and so I started at 8 a.m. And then I'd go until what time? Usually 2 o'clock. And then from 2 to 4. Five, I would work in the costume shop at my school, which they would pay me for, but not that much. But at least I was working within my field with my professors and getting to know them, making right. these connections. And then after that, I'd have one hour, usually get something to eat. And then I'd go to rehearsal from 6 to 11 and then take a nap. And then I'd wake up at 1 a.m. And then I'd go work at Kroger. Speaking of grocery stores, like you did at the beginning, I've worked at a grocery store. And I work at Kroger from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. <laughs> and then I'd go to sleep and then I'd wake up and do it all over again every single day. And I don't know how I did that. I don't know how I did it. But to answer your question about the debt, I had to get honest with myself that I had it. Then I learned that you need to pay it in a pyramid. So I'd start, I'd target the loans and I'd start with the smallest ones first so that the interest didn't keep compounding. We can talk about that. Oops. So the interest didn't keep compounding. And then I realized in terms of my spending, because I think everyone should be able to enjoy their money. You shouldn't just save and not have fun. I realized what was important to me and what I love. I love clothes, number one. And the way that I got around that and just like spending frivolous money at our theater, everyone would just buy stuff and just put it in the bin. And like, this is brand new. What are you doing? I have no issues with a hand-me-down. I have no qualms whatsoever in terms of preserving for the environment. Me too. I got so many outfits. It was like the best thing. Who don't know what we're talking about. Backstage at Beautiful, when people wanted to get rid of clothes, instead of de- taking it go- to Goodwill or somewhere, like sometimes it would end up there. But they would t- we would take it to work first. And if anybody wanted to wear anything in there, we would literally just share clothes. And then at the end, we would donate anything that no one else wanted to like Goodwill or, or somewhere. Um, and it was like closet swapping because... We could all wear each other's clothes. If only I could get my big old feet into everybody else's shoes. Not your big old feet. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's awesome. But that saved me money. It saved me so much money. And where did you learn the pyramid thing? Did you get that out of a book? Did you just think of it? I learned it from my significant other. He taught me. He told me. He was like, he's really good with money. And he was like, this is what you need to do. And that was a tough conversation. We fought. We fought. He's the one who helped me realize that I had all this debt that I needed to tackle. And he treaded lightly. I remember we were in Europe, backpacking through Europe. And he he, we were, where were we? I think we were in Budapest. <laughs> and we were walking up this hill. I will never forget. We had the, the biggest fight. I did not. And I was like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> But I had to be with him because I was in a foreign country. We were in battle to go. <laughs> I'm like trying to get away from him. And he's just following me. Because he has I want to get lost. Wait, that's so sweet. Freaking funny is that? That's hilarious. But, it was, it, but And that fight lasted for a while. And then I don't know if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother. But Marshall and I 
what's her name? Not April. I can't remember the character's name. Lily, Marshall and Lily, they would pause their fights because it's like, we're in a fight, but we also have things to get done. Oh, so they press pause. They'd be, or let's say they're in a fight and then something, they, the person, this isn't what happened, but let's say the person hurt themselves. I said, okay, we're going to pause this fight. Baby, are you okay? Oh my gosh. And then unpause <laughs> wait that's amazing that actually makes me want to go back and watch how i met you know because i love that and like andrew and i were talking about that like sometimes we fight but like at the end of the day we still love each other but we're like this is my first time really fighting with a significant other because usually i fight with a guy who i'm just dating and it's okay we later <laughs> and i don't it's not that deep and so it's okay so how do we fight and keep going and so do you have any light to shed on that what do you do like how do you keep going and make it still love like you're loving the best way i can answer that love is patience oh god and no but but seriously and also you cannot like something someone did and still love them those two things can exist at the same time and it took me a long time to understand that Um, And it took me living some life to really grasp that idea because when I was younger, I thought you're either good or you're bad, especially growing up um, in the church that I did. I thought, especially with the Bible study stories, you don't really hear the depth of it when you're little. And especially the stories aren't really written that in depth because they want children to be able to understand it. So it was like, there are bad people like Goliath. And there are good people like Daniel. <laughs> That's how I looked at the world. Very black and white, hero and villain. But then I realized, especially as an actor, especially when they talk about when you have to play a villain, how do you do that? How do you play a villain and care about this person? You have to relate to that person. You have to see the humanity within that person in order it, it, because everyone thinks that they're doing the right thing. And especially when you're fighting, going back to relationships, when you're fighting in that relationship, I have to remind myself this person loves me and they're not trying to hurt me. So even if they are hurting me, it's not on purpose. And if it is on purpose, then that's another conversation. And Correct. we can talk about that Correct. because sometimes it is, but usually at the heart of it, especially with a person you've decided to give your life to, mm. they don't want you to hurt. And if they are, what's going on? What is this really about? Right. Get to lead with grace if you can. And in a relationship, it's nice. You got it. But both people have to agree to that. It can't just be one person doing it. Both people have to go back and, right. and have to see that and hear that. So I guess the best way to describe, to answer your question is lead with love. Sometimes it is going to be a blow up fight, but make sure that you're choosing your words wisely and always try to make sure that the person can understand what you're saying and not feel what you're saying. Does that make sense? You don't want to hurt. When I say feel what you're saying, like you can attack a person and be like, you're doing this. You're, don't do that. You love that person. Why would you treat them that way? Treat that person kinder than you would treat yourself. I feel like sometimes the world can be a big, bad place. Sometimes, especially New York, kick you across the face when it feels like. I feel like coming home at the end of a long day, I want that to be the most loving place. I don't want to come home and fight. I want to come home and be like, oh, I've been waiting to see you all day. Like, I know it can be easy to, like, be hard on the people who are closest to you. Maybe out of familiarity, maybe out of... Uh, it's safe. Yeah. I'm just listening. It's, oh, because yeah. it's safe. 
That's I, people treat the people they love the worst. I don't like that. I don't like that. Why would you do that? Nikki Giovanni, there's an interview of her that I've seen on. I love her. Oh, Nikki, if you're listening, I would love to meet you and talk to you and be your friend forever and ever. Oh. But she was talking about how, and I, I'm going to misquote her, but I'll maybe find the link and send it to you. you can You can add it here. But she talks about how, why do you pretend in the world? And you give them the best of you. And then you come home and I get the worst of you. Pretend with me too. Pretend with me too. I, I don't, I shouldn't. Yes, you think it's safe here and you can just take all your layers off. And yes, you, you can be closer and more honest and vulnerable with me. But I shouldn't be getting the worst of you. I should be getting the best parts of you. So save a little bit of that for me. Mm. Save that. Because we go out in the world and, we, and yes, I too wear the mask. Maya Angelou. I wear the mask. Everyone does. Everyone's putting on their best face and then they come home and they're exhausted. I get it. I get it. But save some of that for the person that you love. Dang. That's who really deserves it. Dang. And it's a constant thing. People think, oh, we're in love. We're in love. We're in love. Love is hard. My mom always told me love is a choice. Love is a choice. You fall in love and that's infatuation. And of course, there are people that you're more predisposed to liking just because of interests and energies and all of that. But to lasting love and to stay in love, it's a choice every single day. It's the littlest thing. It's a little cup of coffee for yourself and making one for them or whatever it is that they whatever like. It's, make me cuts too. Mm-hmm. Girl, make your side of the Hot day. chocolate for you. Is I make coffee for me, but Celicia likes hot chocolate. And I know she likes peppermint in it, too. So I'm going to make her a peppermint. Why are you my bestie right now? <laughs> like, I know exactly how Celicia likes her hot chocolate. <laughs> That's so real. Oh, my goodness. Please come back to New York so we can do our Starbucks trips together. It was fun. Status. Okay. <laughs> That's not about holding a Starbucks cup when you walk into the room. It's like, status. Ew. Wow. It's so true, though. It's like... How dare you be five minutes late and you watch capitalism? Unfazed. Okay. That's something. Thanks for waiting for me. So wait, what? I have a couple things. So you said something before we started this interview and it's like low key blew my mind because I've, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I've thought it, but hearing somebody say it's, oh yeah, you said we can do a lot of things by ourselves. Okay. I'm sorry for those who weren't in that conversation, which is everybody except me and Gab, putting it in context. It's yes, I can go to the store and buy a green juice or I can juice celery and apple and cucumber at home. I can go to the salon and get my nails done, get my curls cut. Or I can do my own nails. Trim my own hair. We have the University of YouTube. Tell me more about. Let's, can we just talk about this for a second? Because I just want to digest it really for my own self. Absolutely. So I learned this out of necessity, not coming from a lot of money. I came from what I was wealthy in love. That's how I like to put it. It's very wealthy in love. And I, but I had everything that I needed. That's how I grew up. I didn't go without my mother, my parents, I was just going to say my mother, but now the older I'm getting, I'm realizing how much my father really did show up for me. And continues to show up for me. Because for a long time I was angry about that. But we'll get into that maybe. (laughs) So I didn't go without. I was never hungry. I always had clothes on my back. 
I always had a roof over my head. And for that, I'm always thankful. But also, I wanted, I wanted to be the bomb. <laughs> I wanted my nails done. I wanted my nails done, hair done, everything did. That is, is always was within the heart of me. That's what I always wanted. I wanted to be fabulous. And I grew up with all boys. And I just didn't know how right. to do it. I thought people were just more predisposed to being that than others. But it's not the truth. We've talked about this. It's yeah. learned. It's, it's literally learned. skills. There's skills. It's And yeah, literally skills. And I taught myself how to braid my own hair because I, my mom didn't know how to do hair. So I taught myself. And then started doing other people's hair. It made money and it helped subsidize my income. Thank Gab. Your hair is good today, by the way, and I love the baby hair. I'm loving it. Thank I really you. am. She's learning. She looks good. She looks good. Thank you. Thank you. And then from there, like, in terms of my nails, I, I try to be as natural as I possibly can. So to me, getting that acrylic on your nails and no shade to anyone who wants to do, that's your choice. That's your right. But it's ruining your nails. And that's just a fact. And there's no way to get it's around. So, like, honestly, like, I, we talked about this. The whole pandemic didn't get my nails done. First of all, whole pandemic, nobody could get anything done. How many men walk around here with hair down to their butt? Because mm-hmm. nobody could get a haircut for a while. Like, nobody could do, everybody had to do everything by themselves, at least for a little while during this yep. pandemic. And that's empowering. Because you know what that showed and what you learned from that? How much money you've been wasting having these people do your nails. Thinking that they're being healthy, but really they're ruining them. And that's why it's so, go ahead. Yes, you're right. I'm like, I get my nails done one time for the first time in two years. And now they are all brittle and broken. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They've been so strong for the last 19 months. But you know what that teaches you? Because now that... You're more aware of yourself and you're not just covering a problem. You understand what goes into having healthy nails, which is usually just leaving it alone. Now you have that knowledge and you can go find a good nail salon stylist person. I don't know if they're a technician. Yeah. Worries about health rather than just what they look like. Aesthetics. And so that's quality over quantity. I don't know. There's a better way to say that. But quality. You're looking for quality and your money's going to be well spent and it's going to give you longevity. But to, I feel like I keep going on these tangents, but like everything's so interconnected. Everything's so connected. But again, back to how I got into this idea of self-sustainability is essentially what I'm talking about. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And when I can do something with my own two hands, it doesn't mean I'm always going to want to do it with my own two hands. I love going to the store or the juicer and buying a green juice because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. But convenience shouldn't be the status quo. We need to be able to sustain ourselves with our own two hands, whether that's growing. Think about all of the, you go to the, the store and you buy all these herbs, you use maybe three leaves and then you, all the rest of it just wastes and whittles away withers away Mm -hmm. no how about you buy a plant and you put the plant in your windowsill and you grow your own herbs and you water it every morning you get to have that life in your apartment this isn't mainstream because this wouldn't make people money if everybody was so self-sustaining that there's a whole there's a whole industry that is uh banking on people not knowing what to do how to do it or not having the time to do it that's all of it Yep. So just that's Starbucks, that's these nail salons, hair salons, and because everyone wants to be rich and look, even if they're not, they want to look rich. It's not, man, you aren't Bill and Melinda Gates. I'm sorry. Maybe they can afford to do that every single day. 
but you probably can't you and shouldn't need to go home. <laughs> I feel like the best example for this of this for me is taking a makeup class, which was a lot of money in the moment. I was waiting maybe more than a year to take this makeup class in Texas, Houston, or was it Dallas? With Sheila Ibarra, when I did this story gap, when I did Miss World, Miss Texas, her face looked better than everybody's. I was like, I don't see you down in hair and makeup. Why you look so bomb, girl? She was like, girl, I took a makeup class before I got here. I do my own makeup every morning. Investing in myself and spending all that friggin' money for that one class, I now have the tools I need that if no one is available to do my makeup, I know that I can at least beat the heck out of my own face. Who does their own makeup? Who? Meryl Streep. Really? Maybe not always, but mostly for these award shows and stuff, does her own makeup. So what you're saying is true. It's power. She looks great. That's why also she's never, she never looks done. Like she looks like herself because she knows how her face looks and what her face needs. You look like yourself. And Y'all, she dropped these gems for me, too. Little tips here and there. Don't worry, makeup lady who taught her. I didn't get a full class, but <laughs> I did get some tips, too. And I'm like, I need to take this class for myself so I can know what's specific for my face. <laughs> Literally, though, that's like why I love hanging out with you so much. We like the same things, and it's okay. What's the new thing? What are we going for? What's our new style? What are we eating? What are we drinking? What classes are we taking? Like that favorite freaking literally thing. i miss you it's like cosmo i miss you too i really do i miss, like, I miss our girl chats well because also you you just you have this really good talent of letting people just show up as themselves you're like church you really are you're like church <laughs> wait no one's ever said that to me before <laughs> you are you you're welcome which is why this platform's so great because it's it's such a quality that everyone has where people feel like they can just be themselves no matter how they show up. It's enough. Is it because so I'm you. like a, a nerd and I'm a dork? That's not and I'm like, I think for oh, some people, <laughs> I think for some people, me personally, I don't, that my, it's called schadenfreude, like taking pleasure in other people's pain. And like from, something like that, yeah. You know, I don't know the word for anything. <laughs> True. <laughs> but for me, that's not it. I, I can see how that allows people to open up because it's, oh, she's being silly. I can be silly too. Now, to me, it's, you just listen. You listen. You listen and you can regurgitate back what a person says to you, which means you were listening. You know what I mean? Okay. You're like, you're in it. You're like in it with the person. I'm mad. You're mad. I'm sad. You're sad. Oh, <laughs> We're going through this together. That's what it's like. Oh, my gosh. But you also know that life, too. And part of being an actor, a lot of us are empaths. So it's, we're going through this together. Don't let somebody mad walk into the dressing room. <laughs> Everyone's mad. And we're, oh, I don't even know what I'm mad about, but I'm mad. Literally. I don't even know why I'm mad at you. But literally, I don't miss that particular thing, but I do miss that backstage like camaraderie. And it's, oh, yeah, I forgot. Taking care of your body is cool. <laughs> Do not get my favorite thing. Honestly, you and your fitness <laughs> journey is so inspiring. I, I need you to post more videos of your fitness because it's really fierce and Thank it just comes you. naturally to you. It's what I love. It's literally, but the issue is I don't like the like science behind it. 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't really need to know. The only reason why is because I'd be disrupting what other people do for their bodies. You know what I mean? And so if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to give information, I want to make sure that it's safe. Because I think a lot of people are looking for quick fixes. And if they don't really sit and listen to what I'm saying, especially when it comes to packaging and marketing things, people want boop, boop. And I'm not that. I'm like, let's sit down and talk about this. <laughs> and maybe I can get a following like that, too. And maybe that's just the long game. I just need to really commit to that. Have you gotten like a personal training certificate? Because I haven't. No, I, that's what I should be. What energy, that energy that it would take. I know, but once it's done and that's what you do, like that's what you do so well. And just having that in your back pocket, I think would give you that science that you're wanting. I have the books. I got not even a quarter of the way there. I was like, I'll get the books. Maybe I'll sign up for the class. I got the books on the low. I got it from someone else who had them, went through the class, and I bought them used. Y'all buy used things. First off, it's good for the environment. Second off, it's great for your pocketbook. Like, my gosh. Buy used things. Who cares? Oh, I love that. Okay, so I am going to wrap up soon. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to the kombucha. I'm going to the apple cider. No, just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm drinking lemonade. I know that you just came to New York. Yeah. And you've been away for a while. We've had a pandemic, all sorts of life things, yada, yada. But you came here. You posted about a reading that you did Mm -hmm. over a couple of weeks in the city. And I'm so upset that I was in California and Vegas. Literally literally where I live. Y'all have to understand, I live in California. (laughs) We literally were two ships passing in the night. Oh my gosh, like it really pained me. But while you were here, I want to know how you felt in terms of feeling safe around coronavirus, in terms of working again in the industry, the energy of the city. What did it feel like after being away for a while and coming back? In terms of feeling safe, I felt very safe. New York does a mostly really good job of making sure people are vaccinated and making sure people are wearing masks and things of that nature. Even if the vaccination is working, there's just that extra level of comfort for those who maybe don't feel as comfortable. So those people don't have to be shut in the house all the time. So I think that's really cool. So yeah, didn't feel uncomfortable at all. And then me personally, I'm a firm believer in taking care of everybody as we've just spoken about. And so I didn't feel like I was at risk at all because I eat my whole foods. I try to get eight hours of sleep at night. I take care of myself. And I think that's our first line of defense. Plus I'm vaccinated. So with all of these things put together, man, I'm wearing my mask. So I I felt really good. In terms of going back to work, it felt like breathing again. It felt like my breath had been held for so long. And my favorite part about performing is collaborating. I love the collaborative process. I love meeting new people in the rehearsing rehearsal room. And these are all, these are my people. These are people who see the world in a very similar way that I do because we're all artists. And to have that, like someone from that reading, I need to text them back. I, I suck at texting y'all. For my friends listening, I'm so sorry if I don't text you back. It's not, it's not against you <laughs> at all. Please call me. Leave me a voicemail. Be like, you want a voice? 
I do like a voicemail. I love a voicemail. I'm old school. I'm so old school. But and look, and that's old school. How is that old school? The letters are old school. But yeah, someone texted me from that show a minute ago, just checking in because we made real and true connections. So that felt really great. And just, I was nervous though. I had a little bit of a breakdown before I came to New York. I was like, can I do this? Why did I commit my life to being an artist when I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain this? I don't, can I still dance? Can I still sing every day? I, I, I don't, it's a muscle. We are athletes. And so I was scared and cried and cried, got all that out. And then I was like, nah, girl, you got this. And if you do fail and it's hard, you'll figure it out because everyone's just figuring it out. So it was a nice ego boost to know that, number one, I'm still a part of this industry because sometimes I don't always feel like I am because I'm not that person who deals well in crowds. I prefer things like this that are one-on-one. Me too. But you helped teach me this, that it's the people who are supposed to be in your life will be in your life. The people you're supposed to connect to, that's going to mean so much more than trying to get the whole the attention of the whole room. No, because you know what's going to happen? You're going to meet the right people and it's going to align and everything that's supposed to happen will happen the way it's supposed to. And then when you're at the top, autumn people that were checking for you, they'll be like, hey, girl. Oh, but then hey, we were friends all the way back when. And we weren't. No, that's okay. <laughs> we weren't. No. That's okay. We can still be like, hi, bye, but you're not my friend. You're not my person. And people just use that word way too lightly. The word friend, like we have a lot of acquaintances in this business, not friendship. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's my experience. Okay, that's, yeah, I feel that too. And I, I'm back in rehearsals th- this last week. Yes, and I'm so happy for you. I am so, girl, tell, tell me everything. <laughs> What's that been like for you? Gosh, it's a lot. Like that first day after rehearsal ended, like I just wanted to cry like a release mm-hmm. like waiting so long 19 months 19 months to go back to work yeah I've been keeping busy whatever podcasts whatever and so a week of getting my butt handed to me I'm like how does this go and I have mm-hmm. I was asking myself a lot of the same questions you just were like can I still dance mm-hmm. what do I can I still hear harmony how am I going to fit in? in? Am I going to make friends? <laughs> Are people like me? How do I be a swing? I've never been a swing before. What is that balance between doing my job, but not overstepping, but making sure that I'm not in the way, but like all the like finding that balance. It's just been a lot. Last night, Saturday night, y- yesterday was a hard day for me personally. And you felt this before the end of an eight show week that sixth day it's like everything is wrong (laughs) it's a wall there's a wall there and i'm forgetting stuff everything you thought you got you didn't it's hard and i ended rehearsal yesterday being like am i supposed to be in this business i suck like that is how i felt and is that true maybe sometimes but (laughs) no it's real for everyone, truly, sometimes you suck. Everybody, but that's how you get out of here. Feel like, what am I doing? I'm grateful because after rehearsal, like, I, w- I was beating myself. No one else knew this unless if they listened to this and they're like, what? But I was beating myself up internally and I was like, dang, I'm ready to go home now. 
if I had a car, I might have shed a few tears in that car, but I don't have a car here in New York. We got the train. You got to live your public life on that train. And sometimes you got to just put on the sunglasses and cry it out. I've been there on the train. Glasses. Hoodie. Right. Sobbing. Right. (laughs) Right. And Andrew, I was so grateful because Andrew happened to be downtown. Oh, I know. And he was like, so what's wrong? How was And I was like trying my best to put a face on and keep it together. I was like, uh. and it was nice for him to be there. But with that said, it is actually going well. I am looking forward to tomorrow. It's a good show, Gab. He's got, you've got some talent in there. I've been looking up that a lot of talent. list. There's a lot of talent at that. Uh, the choreography is fantastic. The vibes are good. Mm. It's good. Am I ready for tomorrow? I don't know, girl. <laughs> but just show up. That's half the battle. And be present. Sometimes we don't need to know the answers all in advance. No. You got, we want to. <laughs> Trust and believe I dang on trees. Wish I could find the cheat sheet for life. I look for it every day. <laughs> I literally look for it. Cheat sheet. I have another What's question. What's the fun in that? And I'm sorry, this is a little off topic, but it's not. I, I want to know your, because you touched on this a little bit. What is your opinion on networking versus getting paid for something? Mm-hmm. Doing something for free to make connections versus making that coin. Do you have any opinions on that? Yes, lots of opinions. So let me find the best way to say this. Uh, and it's funny you're asking me this because my mother, who is the best historian in the world, this woman, my gosh, she sends me the best resources. Okay. You are never good enough to stop doing things for free. That's how I feel about it. And here's what I mean. You don't know everything. You're always learning. You can always learn something from everyone. With that said, you need to be smart about who you're giving your free time to. For example, Douglas Lyons. I have believed in that man. And I I knew him towards the end of where he was about to level up and have a show called Chicken and Biscuits on Broadway. Go see it. I caught him like it really is right before that was about to happen. And I just remember talking to him and seeing something in him that number one felt familiar because I see it in myself too. And in you, and who's so like truly though, like some people just have that genesis, that thing. It's like this undoubtable, unshakable security in what they're doing. Even if they don't know what they're supposed to be doing, there's they know that they're meant for more. And he has that. And I, I t- remember telling him, literally, Doug, anything that you do, you just let me know if you need help, and I'm there if I can. And I've I ran like. Very little things that I did for him. I ran the sign-in sheet for a project he was doing. I auditioned for a Chicken and Biscuits. And that was more so, I, ne- I didn't really think I was going to get it. What? I didn't really think I was going to get it. <laughs> no, but, but, <laughs> but like, like, it was just a nice experience though. But shoot, I guess I could have been in that show. Dang. But it just in general, oh, I did a reading, I read stage directions for something because someone dropped out. You know, you need those people who believe in you. And I did all of that for free. Never expected compensation. I was just happy to be in the room where it happened. Come on, I literally. Yeah. Because I want to be where great things are happening with things I believe. Example that you're saying. Go on. Yeah. And so that's my opinion about doing things for free. But with that being said, 
you also have to choose your battles and weigh your options. And what I mean by that, there was a project that I was offered to do that was a lot, it was something I didn't need the experience in and I really wouldn't have benefited from it. And I would not have been paid what I wanted to be paid. And I said, no, it was a theater project. It still would have been really great. There were pros to that decision, but I weighed my options and I was like, it's not worth it for me. And it's not against that project. It was for me. And so you do get to, when you are charging people and that particular thing could pay you a reasonable rate, or at least you, you get what I'm saying. They could pay more then that's total different story. It's a major network, for example. Oh yeah. Then it's, you can pay me more. You're choosing not to. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Okay. And then that's when you have to weigh your options of, okay, you know what? Thank you, but no, thank you. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing over here. But when it's with friends, because it's business is about relationships. When it's with friends, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah. Or even if it's something in your gut telling you, I'm really enjoying this. I don't know where it could lead or if it would lead anywhere, but it feels good. Maybe follow that. And then you might get paid down the line. Because if you can pay your friends, at least give them something. Like you did my cabaret with me. I gave you a small stipend. I did not... I didn't have money to be like, well, but I made enough to where I could pay my artists. And if I can pay my artists, I'm going to pay my artists. But the, you do things. I like doing things for those types of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. people who I know truly have my back and they would have done the same thing for me if the tables returned. And sometimes you don't get that same courtesy, but that's okay. You shouldn't do things for things in return. And I know I made it sound that way. Oh, no, you made yourself understood. And I understand right. what you're saying. And the heart of it is there. So mm -hmm. I think that's such a great lesson. And Gab, I just love you. I just love you. And you are so beautiful. Can I see your hair again, please? Yes, girl. Like, this was an episode. Get down there. Oh, am I not? Here we go. Yes. Little baby edges. It's cute. <laughs> it looks so cute. How can people find you and follow you? Yes. So... I do have a blog that I have not written on recently, but y'all, it's about to change. I say this every time I'm in an interview. It's called Illuminating Radiance. I already have some blog posts up there. They're really great. Please go check them out. It's honestly just more of this and about life lessons because I think we can always learn. We should be ever learning. And then you can also find me on Instagram where I'm very active. It's at Gab, G-A-B, Elizabeth, E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H, at Gab Elizabeth on Instagram. Please come. Come check me out. Shoot me a DM. Let's chat. Let's kiki. Let's connect. Oh, I love it. And I love you. Thank you so much for joining me. You. And I can't wait to keep kikiing with you because you got me up. You can't. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that wraps another episode. Thanks for listening to The Salisha Show. See you next week. And don't be shy. If you love the show, please tell me why. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Go one step further. Tell a friend or two. Check out my site if you think it was the bomb. Pay a visit to SaliciaThomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks, Podmax. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.